0: So the time has come. You're tired of working for someone else and you're ready to be your own boss. However, you're not really trying to solve a big problem or make the next big app. All you know is that you cannot live another day working for someone else. Maybe becoming a franchisee is the path for you. But how do you get started? What are the rules? How much will it cost? The answers vary depending on the path you take. But even getting to that point, you simply have to answer one question. Are you ready to be a business owner? My name is Dominic Lawson and this is the Startup Life. Let's begin. 7654321. you never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Hey, Startup Nation, do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose between the label yourself, make your own luck, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. So today we're going to talk about becoming a franchisee. So in the first segment or the first half of the show, actually, we'll talk about reasons why you should buy into a franchise or maybe why you shouldn't buy into a franchise. You know, Startup Nation, I always try to make it a point to give you all the information you can to make an informed decision. So we'll talk about that as well. Then we'll take a quick break and then we'll talk about some of the things you should do before you actually start into the franchise, before you actually make that dive into the franchise world. And then lastly, Startup Nation, we'll, we'll actually give you a few of the franchise opportunities that are out there here in the United States that you may be uh, able to kind of dive into to kind of give you an idea of what to look for. So Startup Nation, I hope you're ready to receive some great value today and let's take flight. All right, Startup Nation, so the first thing in talking about buying into a franchise and to a reason why you may want to is because, you know, like I said in the opening monologue, you're ready to work for yourself. Like I said, you get, you know, after a while, there are people in this world who get tired of punching that clock. And they get tired of like, you know, as we say in the entrepreneurial circles, uh, building someone else's dream. And to be fair, in in a franchise mode, you're still kind of doing that, but there's a little bit more independent. It really is like a, a transitionary period or a gateway uh, platform to go and do something on your own, because it's kind of the best of both worlds. When you buy into a franchise, you know, there are certain rules you have to adhere to and things of that nature. And the thing is, you still have the flexibility of hiring and firing whoever you want, you know, but you still have to run the same type of process or the same type of cycles or things of that nature through whatever the the franchise rules are. So like I said, like you are a business owner, like, you know, tried and true, and you can't take that from somebody. But the thing is about a franchise, it does come with fees, it does come with rules that you do have to adhere to but like i said that is one of the reasons why you want to be a franchisee like i said the rules can be a little stingy you know stringent. like if you you know if you uh buy into a subway you can't change the name of your your subway store to my way like you can get hit with a serious fine if not even get sued so like i said If you're ready to work for yourself, but you're not really trying to build like that app, that world changing app or something like that, then a franchise model might work well for you. Also, Starter Nation, uh, a reason that, you know, you may want to start, you know, as a franchisee uh, in your life of business ownership is that you're not, you know, you're not uh, you don't shy away from hard work. Hard work and work ethic is something that you strive for. Then a franchise is definitely for you. I can't tell you how many times we have people who start franchises and even though within the context of the rules, they really make the franchise their own. And it's often kind of, you know, great for uh, for yourself because like a lot of times if you're buying into a franchise that franchise is successful so it's like there's hard work to do but you don't really have to work as hard as you would think for example if you buy into mcdonald's the golden arches really does a lot of the work for you as far as you know branding and marketing and advertising because everybody knows what that looks like everybody knows what those two golden arches look like and so from a standpoint you really just have to just keep the ship afloat if you will right make sure you have the the certain process in place. And the thing is, a place like a successful franchise, uh, or like a McDonald's, already has the handbook written out for you. you know, which reminds me that uh, a lot of times, and it reminds me, I'm reminded of this because uh, this week will be uh, Veterans Day will be this week. So shout out to all the veterans out there uh, that's in Startup Nation. We definitely appreciate your service. On that regard, with that being said, believe it or not, veterans make the best franchisees because they're used to very stringent rules They're very they're used to very, you know, um, strict guidelines and meeting quotas and deadlines. But at the same time, they are often uh, left to their devices on how to achieve that goal. Believe it or not, there's, you know, I know a lot, there's this stigma about being in the military, you know, you kind of do as you're told and you are to a certain extent, but believe it or not, there is certain leeway and freedom that you have in the military and being a franchisee can really uh, be beneficial to a veteran because they're already used to that lifestyle and they don't mind working hard. We know our veterans are, you know, they, you know, in my opinion, they are the true 1%. I know we talk about in Startup Nation about, you know, people who are rich who make $400,000 over the course of a you know year annually, and this, that, and the other as the 1%, but in my mind, uh, veterans are the true 1%, but I'm getting off on a tangent. But if you're willing to work hard, Startup Nation, uh, being a franchisee is something that you really want to uh, consider as well. Another thing, Startup Nation, is that when you're a franchisee, you honestly don't really have to risk all that much. Because the thing is, is that like if you're buying to a Pizza Hut or a Subway or a KFC, something along those lines, I think, you know, KFC and Pizza Hut fall under the Yum brand, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But if you're willing to, you know, to dive into the lifestyle of being uh, a franchisee, like I said earlier, uh, there's not really much risk because all the work. And hard work as far as, like, the branding and the marketing is kind of done for you, even, like, from the processes of how, you know, certain foods and stuff is, are made. And let me just say this, like, franchises are not just, re- you know, limited to fast foods. I know... That's kind of where I've been kind of starting with Startup Nation, but they're not limited to fast foods. Jiffy Lube has a a franchise model. Uh, Supercuts has a franchise model. So, you know, there really are a a ton of models you can dive into if you want to be that business owner and own a piece of a franchise, of a a very, very reputable but, you know, also successful franchise. You know, and so when we talk about there's not really too much risk, Honestly, a franchise is literally like a business in a box. A franchise is literally like a business in a box where like it comes custom made, you know, you pop it in the microwave or in this instance, you just follow the rules, follow the guidelines, follow the processes. And honestly, nine times out of 10, you're going to do just fine. Like I said, there are those rules. There are all those guidelines that you do have to adhere to. Like, for example, you can't change things to the menu if, if, uh. If Jiffy Lube, you know, is primarily like, you know, oil change and like uh, radiator flushes and stuff like that. uh, And and there's no brake service. Don't be adding brake service. You will get fined by by Jiffy Lube, you know, because you really have to stick to the rules of that franchise. So if you're going to think about uh, diving to. That franchise life, Startup Nation, like I said, it really is successful. It can be successful for you because there's really not too much risk because, believe it or not, most of the work, not most of the work, but a big chunk of the work is kind of already done for you. And then also Startup Nation, you know, when we talk about some of the work is done for you, there's always ongoing training and support. So, like, you have a question you can just call the franchise office of your particular franchise and they're there to support because the thing is they don't do well unless you're doing well so they have a vested interest in your uh, success in your store in your restaurant you know whatever the case may be so like i said there's really not much risk there startup nation once again you know like i said earlier startup nation you know there's a track record for success which is another reason why you would want to start a franchise like that that if they're franchising out whether it be a ten thousand dollar buy-in twenty thousand dollar buy-in there's a track record for success so also consider that also there's a strong brand like i said we talk about the golden arches or we talk about subway or we talk about pizza hut or we talk about super cuts it's Is is really one of those things where they're already household names. So trying to get the word out about your brand and the marketing, this and the other is basically done for you. All you got to do, is slap the sign on the building and voila, there you are. Marketing and branding is done. It's unlike the entrepreneur who is trying to create something out of nothing. Like not only do they have to create the product or the service, they also have to build the brand and do the marketing and stuff. You know, as well. And so when you buy into a franchise, that's kind of done for you. Uh, You know, Jimmy John's is one of those things where it's like, you know those two red double J's, right? I mean, so you know those red double J's, right? It's like there's no need to explain to you What that means. Another thing, Startup Nation, is that a lot of times uh, when you buy into a franchise, or well, let me just say this: like when you're looking to start a business and you're building your business from the ground up, you're looking for a place, you know, to have that business, like a like a building, brick and mortar building, or office space, this, that, and the other. Right. Well, the thing is, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times, if you buy into a franchise, there's real estate assistance, uh, you know, on top of like training and support and like marketing assistance this and the other there's also real estate assistance. they help you find a good place to have your new quiznos or your new jimmy johns or your jiffy lube or supercuts or whatever the case may be they they help you find those places some some places will even give you a stipend you know or give you a loan to get you know for that as well so like i said that's another reason why uh being a franchise e is you know can be really uh, important. Also, let's say there's, we talk about real estate, but let's say there's a great spot. There's a great spot, but it's nothing but land, right? And there's sometimes there's a great spot. There's a building there already. You just r- rent that space out and voila, you're good to go. But let's say you're, there's a good spot and that place needs to be built from the ground up. Some franchisees, or sorry, actually offer construction assistance to help you get that building built for you. Right now, granted, like, you know, I keep talking about these things, but, you know, they may depend on the franchise or and there may be, you know, additional fees and this and the other to uh to consider. But that's an asset. Like, you know, as you know, as we run out, there's no, you know, we uh just recently got an office space. But uh e- e- even if we want we found a space from the ground up, we had to get a loan for that. Like we had to go to the bank, check out a loan to try to get. Uh, that built from the ground up but if let's say Owls was a franchise like you know you know that's one of those things where like if we bought into Owls as the franchise we could get some te- that is, uh, assistance if you will if that's something that they offer so keep that in mind startup nation like just because you know of a good franchise you want to buy into but you know of a good spot but there's no building there you possibly could get construction assistance now we'll say this some franchisors they it was not one of those things where they're just gonna be like oh this is a great spot we'll take your word for it they have to kind of like agree with you on that regard so uh if it's one of those things where it's a low traffic area and you think it's a great spot nine times out of ten that franchisor is going dis- to disagree with you so you have to be prepared for that it's not one of those things where you get them wave your magic wand and get it how you want so Keep in mind about that, Startup Nation. Another thing, Startup Nation, uh, to consider when you buy into a franchise is that you have great purchasing power. For example, let's say I start uh, a restaurant myself, right? And it's built from the ground up. It's going to call Dom's Place, right? Since my name is Italian, let's just make it an Italian eatery or whatever, right? So if it's an Italian eatery, I have to buy, like, sausages and noodles and pasta. And I know, I know noodles and pasta, Startup Nation, don't forgive me. Okay. But you, you, you get the idea of what I'm trying to say, right? You know, breadsticks, this, that, and the other. Right. But if I go in by myself as just me, Dominic, trying to get stuff for Dom's place, then a lot of the food and food vendors I deal with, they're going to charge me a nice little penny because they're trying, their businesses too, they're trying to make a profit. But let's say I buy into uh, let's say Dom's place is a is a front has a franchise model, right? And you know I need to get food from vendors and this and the other. A lot of times when you buy into that franchise, those prices for food are already negotiated by the overall business itself. And a lot of times they're you know a lot cheaper than say if I were to go and get you know n- you know pasta by myself, right? So. Buying into that franchise automatically buys you purchasing power for those raw materials for that you know this for food in this instance. So that's another perk for becoming uh, a franchisee uh, in this day and age. And also started nation just you know once again there is the risk avoidance part. As well that we talked about earlier, like I said, having a franchise is literally like having a business in a box. It's just really made custom, you know, ready to, you know, do business first day or whatever. Right. Well, as soon as you get all the, you know. Uh, signs up and food bar in place. You know what I'm talking about, right? But uh, that risk avoidance is a big key why a lot of people who want to be business owners, but they don't want to have to build something from the ground up. They want something ready made that's already successful, and it has that very important thing that we talk about in entrepreneurship called proof of concept. The proof of concept of McDonald's is 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 proven. The proof of concept of subway is proven. The proof of concept of a Jiffy Lube or Supercuts is already proven. you know, or Chick-fil-A for that matter. It's already proven. So I wonder if Chick-fil-A has it in their franchise model that people have to say my pleasure. I'm curious about that. Cause I never go to a Chick-fil-A, no matter if, you know, when we used to live in Houston, used to live in Denver, used to live in uh here, you know, in Tennessee they they always have that consistency of saying my pleasure after you you know give your order through the speaker or you know you go in this yeah, and the other and that's one of those minute details when it comes to being in a franchise that you have to adhere to once again startup nation don't quote me on that i don't know if chick-fil-a does that but i wonder if they do that because it's very consistent no matter what part of the country i go to chick-fil-a now startup nation there are some caveats when it com- comes to trying to be a franchisee for starters it can be quite expensive it can be quite expensive like i said no, you're paying for that ready-made success, right? Because there's, I'm not, once again, there are no guarantees in business, okay? There are no guarantees in ownership of a business. But being a franchisee, being a franchisee is probably the closest thing or one of the closest things to Uh, just about automatic success. And so you're going to pay for that in the long term. You know, know, cross-reference that to how we build OWLs. OWLs, for the most part, is kind of self-funded through uh, the subcontracting that we do and the curriculum that we create, because everything that we do is pretty much intellectual. So there's not a lot of raw materials that we have to uh, consume or to replace, for that matter, in order to run our business. Right. But you know, when we talk about like a subway and the McDonald's, there's raw material. So, you know, and there's the proven brand, right? So you're gonna have to pay a pretty little penny. Now, depending on how small the franchise is, you may have have a buy-in of like two thousand. I'm sorry, not two thousand, a buy-in of like ten thousand, thirty thousand, fifty thousand, something like that. But then when you get up higher up in the epsilon, like the UPS store, which is also has a franchise model, you get up to like the hundred and fifty, the two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. It can be expensive in the in the in the short term. Right. Or, you know, at the very least, it can be very expensive initially. Right. But the thing is, you're paying for that proven concept. like We talked about earlier in the episode. You're paying for that proof of concept. Right. That model works. That brand is strong. Right. Like I said, McDonald's. McDonald's is a worldwide brand. McDonald's brand is so tough that if you just see it, you automatically know what that means. There's no explanation. There is no whatever. But if I go plaster the Owls logo somewhere, you have a ton of questions like, what the hell is that? Right. So I have to explain that. But that's one thing. That's one caveat, Startup Nation, for having a franchise that it can be very expensive up front. And that could be just the franchise fee. Itself, not to long like to do with the other permits and codes from the city and the county and the state or whatever the case may be. So, like I say, it can be very expensive up front, but it can be very lucrative uh, down the road. And that's the thing is, yeah, Startup Nation, you know, and that's one of the things that between entrepreneurship and being uh, a business owner or a franchisee in this regard is that both of them take vision. Right. We talk about all the time about how on entrepreneurship, you had to have vision, think long term, this, that and the other. This is one of those things where it works the same way in being a franchisee. you got to have vision. You have to know that your hundred, fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars investment is going to pay off long term. And so you have to uh, be mindful of that startup nation. And also startup nation, you know, uh, you know, I I know we talked about risk avoidance, this and the other, but the thing is, is that it's still a risk. Let me be clear about that. It's not as risky as starting something from scratch, but it is still a risk. Even though you have ready-made success, Believe it or not, you know, and you have like you have the ready made brand, you have the ready made success, you have the ready made process, you have the ready made marketing. And it's all laid out to you and more than likely or more often than not from the franchise or in a book, in a literal book on how to make your store hum with success and have to keep those cash registers ringing. Right. But believe it or not, startup nation, some people still get it wrong. They still get it wrong. They don't, they don't invoke the process enough. They don't order their food in a timely manner. Right. I, I remember when I lived in Denver, is this uh, couple had bought this husband, wife team had bought a Quiznos. Right. And literally three months after it opened, it closed. So it's one of those things where, yes, there is a certain level of risk avoidance and there is a certain level of of, you know, uh, proof of concept that, you know, or a greater chance that you may succeed. But don't get it twisted, Startup Nation. It is still a risk. And like any other business owner, you need to be mindful of set risk. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I hope you're getting great value from today's episode about being a franchisee. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. teacher looking for great resources look no further than our teaching with Al section of our website enjoy great lessons such as our mini lesson for the story of an hour or dive into the nixon presidency as part of our legacy series enjoy great peace of mind from our units as they are common core aligned click the link in the show notes to purchase all right startup nation so let's continue so we just talked about how you know some of the things you know why you should and we gave you know why you should Uh, Invest in a franchise and and a few caveats to, you know, consider when you're moving forward. But there are a few things you should do before you actually uh, cut that check to the franchise or the first thing you need to do is give yourself a personality test. Now, if you're leaving that nine to five and you know for a fact that, you know, uh, that you're not a hard worker, you you might want to stay at that nine to five, you know, or if you're like those one of those real creative types. Uh, then you might want to either stay at that nine to five or consider building something completely brand new. Cause like I said, uh, no, no. And this goes back to the veterans or whatever and why they do so well as franchisees. Uh, Being a franchisee is very, is highly regulated and there's tons of rules. Right. And so you need to be mindful of that. You know, like I said, if you take subway subway's model, as far as like, like, let's take their their food line, right? You, you've you been in the Subway before, Startup Nation, where you have the bread in the back and you have like the meat, then the cheeses, then the less, you know, the toppings, you know, vegetables, onions, this, that, and the other in that regard. When you're in that field, like, you know, in this case, if you're in the Subway franchise model, then the bread can't be on the opposite of the room and the meat can't be where the cheese is and the the, the olives can't be where the onions are or the you know the uh the pizza can't be where you know the bread is, this, yet, and the other, right? Because it's very highly regulated, right? So and also you can't you gotta paint the walls the way they should be like, you know, for instance, Subway is like, I think yellow and green, right? So don't go in there with purple and gold. You're going to get hit with one of those franchise, you know, non-compliance fees or wherever the case may be. So give yourself one of those personality tests or one of those gut checks. If you will to understand, uh, to, or to, to be honest with yourself, if being a franchisee is a uh, great for you. Also, uh, startup nation study the field just because you're ready made success doesn't mean that you shouldn't study the competition it's one of those situations where you're trying to move into a place where there's already a ton of fast food places this yeah and the other that's fine but just understand that you're going to have you know more competition than than you thought, right? You maybe have more competition than uh than, you know, you probably don't necessarily need to necessarily have in a uh square foot area, you know, or, you know, in a uh certain uh radius, if you will, two mile, three mile, wherever the case may be. So study the field and also understand that, you know, when you spend those marketing dollars, do you have to spend, you know, X amount of dollars because it's set by the franchise or you don't necessarily know when, when, and where those marketing dollars are being spent, right? You may want to put an ad in your local newspaper and the franchise or is like, no, 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 that's not how we do this. This goes to the overall pool of money for marketing and it benefits of everybody. Kinda of, almost kinda of like the how the NFL uh, does its pool of money where it's it's uh this big pot. And everybody pulls from said pot unless unless you're the Dallas Cowboys, because they're the only ones who don't pull from that pot because they generate their own revenue. But that's neither here nor there. But also be mindful of that, Startup Nation. Also, Startup Nation, assess your strengths. You know, just because it's ready made success and it's, it's, you know, business in a box and it's, you know, already proof of concept. That doesn't mean you're not in the sales game. I don't care if you're entrepreneur, franchisee, business owner, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. If you're in the if you're in business, if you have a business, you're in the sales business no matter what. So if sales is not your thing, you may want to reconsider uh as well because you're going to have to have to sell. You're going to have to upsell, right? You know, for for instance, uh you know, like let's say, you know, let's go back with the subway model, right? Like you get your sandwich like, you know, do you would you like a combo? That's an upsell. Would you like a cookie? That's an upsell. Would you like uh, an additional bag of chips. Would you like an extra pizza or something like that? Those are upselling. So if that makes you if by me saying this to you right now, Automation, freaks you out, then maybe you need to reconsider uh, not just entrepreneurship, but even being a franchisee as well. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to keep it real. Like I said, on this show, we make it a point to give you. Uh, Well, first of all, to be honest with you, but to give you all different vantage points so you can make the most informed decision possible for your path of, you know, your nine to five, your business, your entrepreneurial lifestyle, wherever the case may be. So assess those strengths, uh, Startup Nation. And also uh, nine times out of 10, most franchises uh, are team oriented. So if you're like a lone wolf Uh, You may want to reconsider being a franchisee unless you got, you know, you uh, daddy deep pockets and, you know, you got enough money to just hire a manager, this, that, and the other and be completely hands off and let the business run itself. That's fine. But most franchisees are not in a position to do that. And so they kind of have to be there making sure everything's working, this, that, and the other. But you still need to. Be able to work in a team. Also, Startup Nation, when you're considering, you know, becoming a franchisee, be aware of franchise consultants. Yep, that is a thing. That's the thing about consulting. You can consult on anything. If you consult on how to sell an empty water bottle and there's a market for it, you can be a consultant for that. But anyway, be aware of franchise consultants. You know, because the thing is, they're a lot like used car salesmen sometimes in the sense of like they're going to sell you a dream, right? They're going to sell you a dream. And so a lot of times uh, that dream can be a bit misleading and sometimes it can be downright on No, dishonest. You want to be weary of that. So do your homework. Make sure you do, uh, you know, cross your I's. No, I'm sorry. Dot your I's, cross your T's. And, you know, when you're dealing with uh, trying to buy into a franchise, because the thing is that consultant really is a salesperson, right? And uh, nine times out of 10, Whatever your franchise fee is, they're getting a large chunk of it, if not half, from the franchisor, right? You know, in order to sell, because they know the long term, the franchisor is going to get that money back twofold, right? Threefold, ten times, right? But so be aware of franchise consultants, and you know, and and understand that in the at the end of the day, you pull the trigger, not the consultant, right? You pull the trigger. It's your money. It's your baby. Make sure you're able to, you know, drown out the noise that the consultant is going to give you. Now, I'm not saying like all consultants are bad and I'm not saying you may come across a franchise consultant that's not on up and up. I guess what I'm saying is make sure that if it's your investment and it's your money and at the end of the day, you're the one who's being, you know, all this you know, comes down to. Make sure you make the most informed decision possible and make sure you do all the research necessary in order to make a great decision to move forward as being a franchisee. Another thing, Startup Nation, and I guess it's kind of you know referring back to what I was saying earlier, is don't believe the franchise lies. Some people will tell you that franchises only fail 5% of the time. That is not true. Franchises fail just as much as a regular business. Because like I said, at the end of the day, it is a business venture and there is no there are no guarantees in business. Like I said, a franchise is has a probably may have a higher rate of success or perceived success because the marketing and the branding is already done for you. You don't have to build that. You don't have to build a brand. But at the same time, it's still a risk and you can still lose out if you don't necessarily follow the protocol or. If you find yourself in a franchise that's in an industry that may like, I don't know, be not recession proof, you know, for example, we keep talking about Pizza Hut, Subway, Chick-fil-A, you know, in the restaurants. Right. Well, think about if this was 2008 and you buy a franchise and like money is tight everywhere. Markets are crashing and, you know, markets are tightening and people are keeping uh, their money to themselves and they're, they're staying home and buying, you know, and buying food to cook and this, that and the other. Who's going to hurt? It's the Subway, it's the Pizza Hut, it's the Chick-fil-A, it's the McDonald's, right? Or even if it's a situation where with a Jiffy Lube, maybe that person may want to start going on YouTube if, uh, if you know, if the economy hits a a downturn, go on YouTube to learn how to change their own oil. And they realize, like, changing their own oil is a lot cheaper than going to Jiffy Lube to getting it, get it changed. So don't believe the franchise lie that, like, you know, franchises don't fail. They fail just as often unfortunately as any other business venture also startup nation before you cut that franchisee check talk to other franchisees in the one you're talking to go talk to somebody who owns a subway or a few other subways or who ta- owns a taco bell or a few other taco bells honestly you'll probably get your best feedback from them cuz they're they're you know 9 times out of 10 they're going to tell you every single thing you know, uh, that goes right, that goes wrong. And you more often than not, you're probably going to, like I said, you're probably going to get the honest to God truth from them unless they're, you know, on the take as well. And they get like a fee for referring like a a new franchisee or whatever. But nine times out of 10, they're going to tell you what's up. They're going to tell you, hey, you want to order your lettuce on Monday. But, you know, even though I know you need it on Friday, it takes them a few days. Don't wait to Wednesday to order your lettuce. They're going to tell you little intricacies and tips and tricks and things that, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, that's going to get you uh, out the door, hit the ground, running or whatever. Right. Because the thing is, you're kind of like picking up on some of their not just their successes, but their failures, failures as well. They're almost kind of like a mentor in that regard where they're they've already been where you're trying to get to. And so they can give you that actionable intelligence in order to hit the ground running. You know, after you cut the check, after you get the renovation and stuff done, and you actually open the store to your new franchise and Startup Nation. You know, another thing to consider, just like any other business venture, is to consider hiring professional help. Hire, you know, if you're in the restaurant space, hire a restaurant consultant, or you know, if you're in the uh, the uh, auto auto maintenance space, hire an auto maintenance consultant. But not even necessarily somebody who's industry focused, but even also like you know a lawyer. Or an accountant, right? No different than any other uh, business venture startup nation. Because the thing is, is that, yeah, McDonald's is giving you the keys to the to the car to be successful. But they're not going to manage your money for you. They're not going to make sure that your employees are getting paid on time. They're not going to make sure that your employees have health insurance. No, 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 no. That's on you, startup nation. You as the franchisee, you're responsible for that part. You don't just cut the franchise check and then just go... On your Mary rate and just think, you know, you're gonna start raining in millions. That's not how this works either. Like I said, being a franchisee in this regard is just like an entrepreneur. It takes some work, it definitely takes some work. And so it's one of those things like don't be afraid to hire professional help. I, I you know, tell people this all the time. One of my favorite entrepreneurs is the founder of uh, Spank, Sarah Blakely. And she says all the time hire your weakness, hire your weakness, Startup Nation. Focus on what you do. Great. Keep being great at that. But if you numbers is not your thing, hire an accountant. If payroll is not your thing, hire an HR professional or at the very least. I always tell people if you if you can't, if you can uh, either hire a person or hire an app to do it. So, for example, if accounting is not your thing and you don't want to pay for an accountant, maybe QuickBooks is, is the way to go. So be mindful that, you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to hire professional help. You know, don't, don't, you know, like I said, you know, in the same vein of entrepreneurship, you know, we fall into this trap of trying to do every single thing by ourselves, right? And I am an advocate for doing as much as you can with as little as possible for, you know, as long as you possibly can, right? Do as much as you can with as little as possible for as long as you possibly can, right? But eventually it's going to get to a point where you need to hire some help. and so don't be uh, afraid to uh, hire your weakness, Startup Nation. Another thing to consider, Startup Nation, like, well, let me just say this. A lot of times with franchises, you know, like uh, your Chick-fil-A's and your McDonald's, a lot of times they actually do prefer to have franchisees as people who used to work in that restaurant or space or business in general for a start. Like if somebody who worked at McDonald's. They usually want somebody who has worked in McDonald's before to be that franchisee. You know, because for obvious reasons, right? They already know what's expected. They already know the company culture. They already know that process, right? So that learning curve is is, is not nearly as 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 big as it would be for somebody coming in the door. Now, if you're somebody who's fresh into the door, you ain't never set foot behind the counter of McDonald's, don't be afraid to, I don't know, intern for a day, intern for a week or whatever, right? At the very least, you get an idea of what goes into that franchise, into that restaurant, into that business, right? So, you know, be an intern for a day or a week, this and any other. Go call call a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or somebody like, hey, I'm interested in being uh, a franchisee of your establishment, uh, can I, you know, but I want to get an idea because I've never, I've, not only have I never worked at Chick fil A, I've never worked in fast food. So, in order to get an idea that this is a good fit for me, can I intern for a day, for a week? For starters, they're gonna be glad because you're inquiring about, you know, being a franchisee. But on top of that, hey, that particular store or restaurant is going to get some free help for a day or a week. And so that's a win-win for everybody. You get to see what the company culture and the process and what it takes to be successful looks like. They get some free help and get the help, you know, have the chance to lure in a new franchisee, which means more money, more revenue for all involved. Think win-win, Startup Nation, in that regard. And lastly, you know, and certainly not least, Startup Nation, what? a thing you should do before you cut that check. It's real simple. Do a cost benefit analysis. If it's one of those things where, you know, if you're gonna cut that 150000 dollars dollars check or whatever the franchise fee may be, and you're gonna be eating bologna sandwiches for a week, if you're willing to eat bologna sandwiches for a while, then then go ahead and make make that, you know, make that call, cut that check, right? But if you know you don't live that fried bologna, you know, with the bubble in the middle when you fried uh sandwich lifestyle, then I'm sorry, startup nation, you may want to reconsider, get your chips up, get your weight up a little bit more and go ahead, you know, and uh, do it at a later time, you know. And then also understand that just because you're a franchise, we're not just talking about uh, a cost benefit analysis on just money, but also on your time as well, okay? You know, you need to understand, like, there's going to be a lot of time dedicated to this too. So if you have a family to consider or you have other ambitions you want to consider, you may need to think about that startup nation. You may want to consider, you know, what you will be sacrificing because this is, I cannot repeat it enough. This is a business venture startup nation. It is a business venture. And with any business venture, you need to understand that you're going to have to do some give and take cost benefit analysis, work-life balance uh, exercises to know, to see If not only if you can do this, but if you're ready for it as well. And lastly, Startup Nation, before we head out for today, the last segment I want to share with you is some of the top franchises uh, here in the United States that you may want to consider moving forward. Now, I got this list from the Entrepreneur Magazine. This list is for 2017, unfortunately, which means the 2018 version. I was not able to find just yet, but you may be able to find it. Uh, after you hear this episode, and I'll be on the lookout for it, and I'll uh, update the uh, the show notes for you because this list is actually in the show notes now for easy access, so you can kind of get uh, in that mindset or in that mind frame to see what it looks like to uh, jump in as a franchisee. But even though this list is from 2017, I wouldn't imagine that you know the 2018 list wouldn't look... You know, I don't imagine that it would look drastically different from this one. So this list is the top 500 uh, franchisees or franchisors, if you will. Uh, but I'm just going to give you uh, let's do on top 10. Let's do top 15. Let's do top 15. OK, you know, so what I'll do is I'll go with uh, I'll go with the name of the franchisor and then I'll give you an estimated ballpark figure of what your investment will look like uh, in order to invest in that franchise number 15 comes up. Firehouse sub, man, I had Firehouse subs today. Firehouse subs is great, you know, great food, but it also gives to a great cause where a lot of uh, the proceeds go to firemen support. This idea it started by two guys who started two fire fire uh, firefighters who just love making sub sandwiches, and so you're looking at an uh, uh, initial investment between ninety five k and $1.1 1. 1. 1 million. and that probably uh, goes into you know where you decide to have the location. Uh, franchise fees, renovation, this, that, and the other. Number fourteen is Anytime Fitness. Not familiar with Anytime Fitness, but you're looking uh, at uh, uh, an industry that you know is is pretty safe. Everybody's kind of looking, for the most part, looking to kind of you know look fit. You know, this, that, and the other. Probably have your uh, your peak seasons. Probably like in the winter time, P- people trying to get summer fit, get that summer 2018 body, if you will. And you're probably looking at an investment between eight and nine k. In a uh, 678k in SARS uh, initial investment or funding, if you will. Number thirteen, we talked about is supercuts. Supercuts is one of those businesses where, hey, you know, everybody needs a haircut, man. It's one of those things where I, you know, it's it's like it's it's a consumer discretionary business because you could just like go. And uh, you know, cut your own hair, but most people aren't doing that. So, supercuts is one of those businesses where it's not only a franchising model, but it's one of those businesses where you know it, it it's uh, it's very much needed and it go and it's uh, very lucrative for the point. Like most people go to get their hair cut, and they don't cut it themselves. But anyway. Uh, You're looking at uh, an investment between 144K to 297K. And for those of you who don't know what I mean by K, that means thousand. Okay, I I don't think I have to explain that to you, but just for the sake of clarity, let's say we have some young Startup Nation listeners who are not familiar with that lingo, that's what I mean. So if I say 144K, I mean 144,000. Number 12, you all know this one, you know, much way, uh, you all know this place uh, very well. Taco Bell comes in at number 12. 525 K to $2 million. Uh, Taco Bell is going through a really cool kind of not resurgence, but it's kind of reinventing itself. And, you know, if you own shares in, in uh in yums, uh you, you're probably benefiting and reaping awards from that because uh Taco Bell is kind of picking up on the millennials nature of having to uh kind of create what they Eat or in the very sense like having more say so in what they eat when they have like the the Doritos Locos Tacos or like the uh, the chicken uh, chicken shelled taco you know which just makes me feel fat just saying that out loud but it's one of those things where that custom made or different off the off the you know uh, off the reservation type of creativity with their menu has has been reaping really big rewards for Taco Bell. So that's one of those things where uh that's a good uh franchise to kind of get into. Number 11 is the Kumon Math and Reading Centers. If you're not familiar with this, uh they're like these tutoring centers that you know allow for advanced math and reading skills or if you know there's a kid who's kind of uh struggling in that regard can kind of get a little bit more um helping it really lucrative very uh low entry uh as far as investment you know relative speaking from the numbers i've been saying 70k to 141k because you know think about it like this is one of those things where you know if you think about it it doesn't really cause for a lot of investment because a lot of stuff is intellectual there's not raw materials like not like a taco bell where you gotta you gotta replenish the beef right but you know um in the Kumon and reading and math centers it's probably one of those situations where you're just kind of, you know, Scantron sheets or, uh, you know, curriculum is digital. this that, and the other. So it's not really a whole bunch of raw materials that goes into that. Number 10 is REMAX LLC. The real estate agency uh, comes in at number 10, 38K to 225K. Just be mindful that, you know, housing markets, they fluctuate up and down, this, yeah, and the other. So keep that in mind. Number nine, Sports Clips. I remember at one point in time, Sports Clips was the number one franchisee for veterans, uh, believe it or not. So uh, Sports Clips, once again, it's uh, it's a franchise model in the sense of, you know, everybody needs a haircut and most people aren't going to cut their own hair. And so the Sports Clips model is a little different. You know, it's a little bit, you know, uh, appealing, if you will, because, uh, you know, they make it a point. Of like having like big screen TVs to watch like games, football, baseball, basketball, this and the other. So while you wait to get your hair cut, you're you know watching the game, talking about the game, this and the other. Hence the name Sports Clips. Number eight, Wingstop restaurants. Wingstop is one of those places where it's very lucrative, you know, uh, high margins because when you buy wings in bulk, you can really get a really good investment on your ret- you know uh, return. This and the other, three forty seven k to seven hundred and thirty three k uh for Wingstop. I can't remember if I did the one for Sports Clips, but just in case I did not, let me repeat 189k to 355k to invest in Sports Clips and Wingstop 347k to 733k for Wingstop. Ace Hardware Corporation. So one of those things when you have the DIYers, you know, in this space, you know, DIYers are huge. That's why Home Depot and Lowe's do so much business. But, you know, uh I don't. For as far as I know, Home Depot and Lowe's don't do. Not have do not have a franchise model. And if you want to get into that space, and maybe your uh, your background is in hardware uh, and you know DIYing, you know uh, home maintenance, this, any other Ace Hardware may be a place for you. You're looking at an initial investment of two hundred seventy three k to one point six million dollars. Number six, Dairy Queen. Once again, Dairy Queen, can't go wrong with Dairy Queen. You know, you know uh, milkshakes, burgers, self-explanatory, a food space, $1.1 million to $1.9 million. Number five, Jimmy John's. We talked about Jimmy John's earlier. I love their bread. They have really good bread on their sandwiches. 330 k 558 k for Jimmy John's. Number four is the UPS store. We talked about, you know, uh, the UPS store earlier a little bit where uh, you know it can be quite lucrative for a person who's looking to get into a franchise. They're also a big help to the small business owner as well. So if you're looking for a franchise, into that 178k to 403k for that one. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts is a good one as well. People love sweets, man. People love sweets, and so Dunkin' Donuts uh is a really good place to you know really good space to be and they also have breakfast as well so uh you know you can really make some serious coin 229 K to 1.7 million K. I'm sorry 1.7 million dollars my apologies. Number two the probably the granddaddy of them all McDonald's McDonald's self-explanatory you know the red block with the golden arches inside of them or just the golden arches itself very strong brand recognition, very strong marketing machine. Uh, we always joke uh, <laughs> about uh, being parents. If you want to drive a kid crazy, just drive by 38 uh, McDonald's and just see them. Like, go to it all. Let's go to that one, aw, let's go to that one, oh. so uh, clearly, if, if if kids know the go to Arches then clearly they have a great business model and a an extremely strong brand, one million dollars to two point two million dollars like i said earlier you're going to pay for that proof of concept especially initially right so you're going to have to drop some serious coin to go into uh the mcdonald's franchise program number one on the list for the top uh or in 2017 7-eleven 7-eleven makes the list uh you can't go wrong with the gas station convenience store you know they have a you know a wider rate of things you know gas stations you know most of the time, open twenty four hours now, so you really can't go wrong with a gas station. This one comes in as far as initial investment a little bit lower than I initially expected thirty eight thousand to one point one million. So it uh, looks like there's a, a very low, relatively speaking, of course, very low entry uh, barrier to entry for Seven Eleven. So I hope you got some value from that. Like I said, you know, I'll, you should see the uh, the show notes. Uh, That has this link for all 500 businesses that you may want to consider if you're thinking about becoming a franchisee. So here's my final take. When it comes to being a franchisee, it really kind of is like this business in a box or this ready made success model for you to be a very successful business owner. It is not without pitfalls, Startup Nation. So if if somebody tells you that is a guaranteed success, it's not. It's ready made success in the sense of that, you know. You have the pro, I, and I can't stress this enough. You probably, I probably sound like a uh, a, uh, a broken record, but I can't stress this enough. Ready made is ready made success because it has a strong brand, proof proof of concept, processes, you know, already infrastructure for retooling that business automatically, you know, you know, uh, pre-negotiated prices on raw materials, this, this and the other. But like I said, it it is not without risk. There are certain aspects where you can't avoid risk, but it really is about execution. And the execution comes from a hard work ethic. And if it's one of those things, Nation, if you don't have that, then... You could fall by the wayside, just like the other franchisees, unfortunately, who fell by the wayside as well. So that's going to do it for this episode of The Startup Life. I really hope you got some great value from thinking about being a franchisee. Like I said, maybe you're in that cubicle right now and you're like, man, I am done with this shit and you're just ready to work for yourself. Well, consider if you're not going to be an entrepreneur and you don't want to build something from the ground up, you know, organically out of nowhere, then a franchise. A model could be a great model for you as a business venture if you want to let us know what you think about the show or would like to advertise on our show send us an email using the address in the show notes subscribe to the startup life as it can now be heard on itunes google play stitcher radio and soundcloud and hey if you have an idea be about that life the startup life